Blog Talk Radio. Two zero five 
347-838-5803. Press the number one. You hit one, that will actually put you in queue to speak. Again, that is 914-205-5803. And as always, we'd like to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back to continue the show. Don't go nowhere. Y'all stay right there. Mela Miracle is an organic skin oil that helps with skin conditions such as eczema, alopecia, and psoriasis. It is most commonly used for pain relief such as arthritis, tendonitis, joint pain, even muscle soreness. And it works in less than two minutes. Make your pain go away. Every time you rub it in that place, that's Mela Miracle. Mela Miracle. Mela Miracle is an organic skin oil that helps with skin conditions like eczema, alopecia, and psoriasis. Most commonly used for pain relief, arthritis, tendonitis, joint pain, even muscle soreness. And it works in less than two minutes. Mela Miracle. Miracle. Do you suffer from chronic pain and always wondered, is there an alternative to opioids with all these side effects? Well, guess what, guys? The answer is here at Total Pain Relief under the direction of Dr. Terrell Newton. For more information, dial 
So I sat across the table from the guy. I said, let me ask you something. I said, can you function without marijuana, without cannabis? And he was like, you know, he's like, I can't. I, it's, it's hard. I can't. So then something hit me. I said, oh, man, this is a medicine for you. This, this is a medicine. So here's what I need you to do. I'm going to set you up to go get something that's taboo in the, in the black community, mental health therapy. Go see a psychologist. Go see a mental health therapist. I'm sending a lot of guys there trying to help them out. Um, I don't know how accurate these studies are, but what I, from what I'm understanding, 70% of black men, by the time they're like 10, suffer from anxiety and PTSD. Think about that. Think about that. An entire community of people, men and women, but I'm talking with about men right now because black men, the suicide rate is skyrocketing. So you have an entire community of people that suffers from PTSD anxiety by the time they're 17 years old. They're growing up. They find something called marijuana, and it keeps them calm. It keeps them relaxed. To me, that is a medicine. Now, we'll use our cultures differently. Let's go look at a more suburban neighborhood or, or white America. If they witness something like a shooting or they witness something like, uh, you know, some violent act, a lot of these kids, they get therapists till they're 18. The black community, when we see something drastic happen, we kind of make a rap song about it. We, it's a part of our life. So technically, we are very sick people in a sense, and we're not getting the help that we need. This is why I go back to saying um, the suicide rate is up, depression is up. Think about it, guys. 56%, 56% we are up from 2007 to 2017. You can Google these facts. I'm not sitting here uh, making these numbers up, so you can come get uh, marijuana license from me. I'm saying that we need, to, we need to focus a lot more on the mental health side. It is critical in the community. And like I said, I want to hear your stories. If you are someone and you say, hey, listen, Rob, my anxiety is high. When I get a good sativa or a good indica, it levels me out. I want to hear from you. I want to try to change the stigma of this. I think the number one thing we need to do is get people to see a therapist. And here's how I think I'm going to help in, in the black community. Um, for everybody that wants to, to, to a marijuana card, go out and get a therapist. Go out and get a therapist. It may help you in other ways that you did not know. In fact, this past weekend I met a guy and he saw the truck and he was like, oh man, I, I saw the, the cannabis bus on, you know, such and such and such and, and how do I get a card? And I was like, well, you know, you go to a therapist and we can help you out. So in fact, I have a therapist I can send you to. And you know what he told me? He's like, yeah, you know, I probably need a therapist for more than just marijuana. So what I'm trying to say is, listen, Guys, get the help that you need, and you may you may decide after you get some help from your therapist or your psychologist that you may not even need uh, cannabis. And I know somebody like, nah, bruh, I love cannabis forever. Of course, I'm not against that. You know, do whatever fits, uh, floats your boat, do whatever fits you. Um, but I want to know from you guys if cannabis helps you with your depression, helps you with suicidal thoughts. When we first started doing this show, we had, uh, I have a list of ways. I'm going to go on my email and pull it up. 
uh, for you guys. Give me one second here. So we gave out numbers and things like that, and uh, people were like, "What's the what's the positive side? How can I get through with my uh, depression, my anxiety?" And uh, there were there were some steps I can find it here in my emails for you. Got to turn that down. Okay, here we are. By the way, I get so many emails with everything that's happening um, in this in this community, which it started off for me as working in the uh, consulting in the medical cannabis industry to a full blown mental health. Um, Every day I'm talking about mental health now because of cannabis. That's why I said there's a huge correlation between mental health, stress, anxiety, and cannabis. And here's why. Um, I'm not really into, like, what's going on in, in uh, the hip-hop industry like that, but I did see that uh, it was a rapper, The Baby. I, I don't, you know, maybe some you don't laugh at me. Maybe some of you guys know the music or not. But I, I listened to, you know, what he said, said after he got released from, from jail. And people, let's let's be real. Uh, they're targeting you. Some people, I, I love law enforcement, but there are some law enforcement that they're actually targeting. This is a weakness. Uh, when you look at some of the NFL players, you've seen people have lost their careers because of cannabis, and people don't understand the the level of anxiety. Big ups to Ricky Williams, and I have to say an apology. Um, when he left the league, when he left the NFL. Even in my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh. And this is an ignorant statement. Anytime you hear people make this statement, it is now I know it's ignorant. You couldn't stop smoking weed for $10 million, for $20 million? I used to say that. I used to say that. And, I used, and you couldn't shake my, my thought in that. But if you sat down and you talked to Ricky Williams, his mental health was so bad. It was so bad that the only way that this brother could function was if he had cannabis. And I was one of those people, and I do apologize now for not being educated on that level and not understanding that cannabis had been demonized so bad that when you see these people that don't smoke or anything like that, and because I wasn't a smoker, I didn't smoke marijuana. So I was like, I mean, if somebody gives me $20 million, I can just put down the blunt and, and go on with, with, with my life. And so a lot of us, we're not going out and getting the mental health that we need. So cannabis is the next fastest resort, resort in, the, in a lot of the black community. So, uh, yeah, I just pulled up the, those numbers again, and I'm going to read this to you guys. This is the Washington Post. This is October 17, 2009. It says, while – Suicide has suddenly become a more, more common across the population. It has outpaced all other groups. I'm sorry I read that all wrong. While suicide has steadily become more common across the population, the increase among youth has outpaced all age groups. From 2007 to 2017, the number of suicides among people ages 10 to 24 suddenly increased by 56% from 6.8 deaths per 100,000 people to 10.6, the new report shows. Suicide has become the second most common death 
among teenagers and young adults, overtaking homicide and outpaced only by accident. The Center of Disease and Control, CDC in Atlanta, uh, has also shown homicides among ages of 10 to 4, 24 have increased 23% from 2000, you know, so now it's going into uh, that. But think about it. Seven years, 2007, 2017, I'm sorry, 10 years, and 56%, what could possibly be the reason for this outbreak of suicide? Is it social media? Are we just soft now? Is this generation a lot softer than the generation before us? I want to know about that, too. If you think this generation um, is softer, let me know. Because when I talk to uh, therapists and things like that, and I make statements like that, they get pretty upset. No, they're not softer. I think, I think we have softened this generation. There was a case not long ago where a, a kid um, – committed suicide after his mom took, he was 10. Mom took his cell phone and he thought it would be, you know, our kids now under more stress than we were. I mean, I remember growing up and, you know, we, but we got, we got whoopings and things like that back then, back then too. So I don't know if that's playing uh, an effect, a role on what's happening. You know, we did something crazy. Our moms and dads went out and got the little green switch. I mean, today society, some people would uh, call it abuse. I don't know, but I tell you what, we didn't have a rate of 56% in suicide uh, within a 10-year within a span, which to me that is extremely, extremely scary. And um, – it's even growing in things like the LGBT community and things like that. So outside cannabis, here are five action steps for helping someone in, in emotional pain. A lot of times we are hiding emotional pain, and then I'm going to let you guys go, because like I said, I promise this to be a very, 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 very short show. Five action steps for helping someone with emotional pain, right? Ask. Sometimes one of the biggest signs that someone is going through emotional pain, I'm about to get some of y'all real upset, is uh, constant, constant posting on social media. I didn't make this up. This is what the study shows, right? So just ask people, uh, what are you thinking? What's it? Are you thinking about killing yourself? It's okay to ask someone, are you thinking about killing yourself? You have to ask them directly sometimes. And like I said, this is not uh, something I made up. These are actual real steps. Uh, keep them safe. Reduce access to lethal items or places. You know, I've, I've seen some situations in my life where, you know, if someone tried to commit suicide or even if they attempted or were successful or just tried to hurt themselves, in hindsight, you'd be like, you know what? He was saying this or she was saying that. And we could have helped in a sense of reducing the access to lethal items or places. Uh, the third step is be there. Listen carefully and acknowledge their feelings. That's another thing we have to do. I know I'm guilty of this in the past. Somebody said, I'm feeling such and such and such. You be like, man, just man up, man up, and just keep going. Get over it. It's, it you know, no, like take consider of, of someone's feeling and really and listen to them. The fourth step is I help them connect, you know, help them connect with different things like that. Um, 
save the national suicide prevention life number. And guys, please write this number down. It has actually saved so many lives. That's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. And the fifth and final step is stay connected, follow up, and stay in touch after a crisis. Usually, uh, statistically speaking, someone that has tried to commit suicide will try again. And just because someone has tried and, and they and you think they're fine, you know, never take it for granted. Stay connected. Stay encouraging to that person. And a lot of us, we really, really, we sleep on things like this until it happens to us or happens uh, to someone that, that, that we know. You know, for instance, this video may not go viral. I don't know. It should. It should be shared to uh, everyone. If I was to get on here and this video started twerking, everybody would share it all over Florida, right? But here I am giving out, you know, mental health information. It should be it should be shared. When I'm done with the video, I'm actually going to post the suicide prevention number at the top. Uh, get a therapist. I cannot stress how important. It is to get a mental health therapist, a psychologist, someone to talk to, a counselor. It, it is as critical as going to get your yearly checkup or six-month checkup. I mean, I know people that get um, tested more <laughs> than they go get mental health checks. You know, it's like you get your mental right, you might not even need to go get tested so much because you're acting out, mentally speaking. So uh, do these things, people. I'm going to put the 1-800 number. Uh, up there, am I going to take a call tonight? I will. I will take. I'll take one call tonight. I'll take one call. I didn't really intend on it, but uh, we're going to take one call and then we're going to get uh, close out. Okay, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. You're live can on you the hear air. Me? I can hear you. You're live. Um, I, hello. I just want to know um, what is a good number to call if you are having like these issues. What What would you recommend? Do you have anything to recommend for young children? Little children? Well, I have the national not little hotline. children, teens. Teens? Well, I just gave out the number to the uh, National Suicide Prevention. I'm sure, you know, they can help from all ranges. And that, that number is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And I encourage everyone and, to, um, you know, I, and And I was just, I had a serious question, though. I have a friend who actually posted on Facebook that her 8-year-old wrote a suicide letter to her um, yesterday. Yesterday? Um, perfectly happy girl. Yesterday. Yesterday. She she wrote this letter saying she's just not happy. She don't know what it is. I mean, and this is a little girl who's coming from a loving family, not low income. No, no Family don't have financial issues. Um, they own their house, you know. She she loves she loves on her children the best way that she know how. But she posted a picture of the letter that her daughter wrote, which I was a little iffy on that because I I felt like it was too intrusive to actually post 
post a letter that your daughter writes. The parents should post a letter of an eight-year-old well, writing a suicide note on social media. And that's another problem that we have. We take social media – a lot of people, instead of going to a therapist, they have made social media their, ther- their therapy. And that's the problem because you don't need to hear everybody's opinion. You need to hear everybody's opinion on that. Well, but, I mean, she it's did – how she posted the letter was she said, you know, I just wanted to be open and honest with my Facebook friends and let them know what I'm going through. She also posted that she's surrounded by love, and we we are currently seeking to get her into therapy to get the best help we can. Um, and she was saying that she was just reaching out for support. But in in such a moment like that for someone so young and so sensitive, who you post a picture, who everyone knows who your daughter is, because you posted a picture of her in the letter. Do you think that's overboard, too intrusive, too? I I think that it's overboard if your 8-year-old kid was to write a suicide note to post it on social media. But what I hope they do is get her the help that she needs immediately, because it sounds like she's already having some mental health issues and she needs to... Uh, she needs to handle right. that now. Now, uh, I catch it at a young age. Um, I, I hope I hope they do this uh, as Ti said says expeditiously, um, because yeah, that's that. And like I said, these numbers are real. We have kids committing suicide at eight, nine, ten years old. I mean, you didn't see a lot of this before. You have to watch. You have to be careful what your kids are watching on social media, because um, there there mm-hmm. are things out. Uh, where you know they're telling their kids, to, they're telling kids to kill themselves. I know they had a little moo moo situation, or Mimi, whatever the name was, and, and the little thing was basically uh, coercing kids to kill themselves. So you know that's another thing. I think parents, I think we get so caught up in working and, and making money and on our grind that we leave our kids to social media, and apparently it is not good or healthy for this uh, generation. But I really do hope that she gets the help that. She needs. Okay. So thank you for your call. All right, thank you. Hey, guys, I may take a few more calls. And listen, if you got questions like that, please give. I was about to end it, but maybe we need to go a little bit longer. The number to call in is 914-205-5803. Press number one to be in queue. And if you're out there and you, you know, you help this little girl, you know, if you've been through this or therapists, anything like that, uh, things like that, you know, it's sometimes it shows like this that actually helps. I remember I did a show on domestic violence, and I gave out the number um, to call to the Hubbard house on this particular show. And I bumped into this lady in the grocery store out somewhere, and she was, hey, we'll tell Rob. Um, I listened to your show. I'm so happy. I, I tuned, tuned in. I was able to get out of an abusive yada, yada, yada. I said, oh, well, you know, I didn't even know. You know, I'm just doing a show. I, I get topics that are affecting us as a community, and I, I go, I just go on with it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's things like this that needs to be shared. I'm a, matter of fact, I'm going to give that number out again one more time. I'm also going to put it in this uh, feed after it's over. That number to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. And remember, guys, 
even if you're not thinking about committing suicide, if you're depressed, go get a mental health therapist. If you need a mental health therapist, come come see me. If you need a marijuana card, come see me. But I want to send you to a mental health therapist first to actually get you some real, real, real help. Also, guys, on January 29th, we do have the Green Tide Fair before we close out at Cuba Libre. It's the, excuse me, the largest medical cannabis cocktail in the state of Florida. And uh, you guys should be remember that is January 29th. I will also put that in this link. And God bless you guys. And remember, if you need help, please call that number. I'm going to give it again one more time. It's 1-800-273-8255. And this needs to be an open dialogue that we talk about more and more. I got 10 seconds left? Wow. All right, guys. Be blessed. Happy holidays. Enjoy your families. Robert Sanders. Robert.